Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today we're going to do a listening because on my YouTube videos I had a request for some more multiple choice questions with the listening. And the one we're doing today is a section three and it reviews all of those strategies that I've talked about before about signals in the listening. Um, I'll put the link in the notes, but basically on my website, I've got a whole article about how the signals will help lead you to the answer. So go and have a look at that just as a review, because I don't have it in front of me, but I can see all of the tips that I mentioned in this actual listening. So it's things like when the tutor is talking to the student, the tutor gives advice about how they can improve their essay. And there are things like, what I really need you to do now is, and that introduces the answer, or the kind of negative language, yes, I see what you mean, but I think mm, would be better. So all of those signals are in today's listening and I'm going to talk you through them one by one. Also, it's multiple choice. I had a request uh, for a multiple choice practice um, because... All of this month we're doing videos on YouTube and one of the things was how people make mistakes on the answer sheet for the listening. So I argue that you can find at least five extra points if you know what you're looking for on the listening answer sheet. So do go and have a look at that YouTube video that might help you notice where you could be losing points. And finally, just like to say to Shamim and Ahmad Arbab, I just found your messages on the podcast. I'm so sorry I didn't see them before. Hope you don't think I was rude in not answering you. I do try to answer absolutely everybody who messages me and um, I will get back to you after the podcast. Thank you very much. So this listening is section three. It's from book eight and it's called the field trip proposal. So Shamim, you asked me where you could find all of these materials. Um, unfortunately, because of copyright, I can't put all of these materials on my website um, because I don't want them to shut my website down. Um, I do put as much as I can there, but usually if you just Google these materials, the title will come up. So if you put IELTS field trip proposal into Google, somebody does have it on a website somewhere. And there's nothing I can do about that. I'm not, I'm not promoting it, but hundreds of websites have these materials available. I just can't put them on my public website um, because of copyright laws, basically. Um, or, of course, you could buy the book <laughs> if you want, but they're very expensive, I know. Okay, so... The field trip proposal is a very typical section three, questions 21 to 30, where the tutor is giving advice to a student called Sandra. And there is a kind of halfway pause. I'm going to show you how to recognize that when they move on to the second set of questions. 
The first set of questions is multiple choice. It's always A, B, C in the listening, only three choices. And of course, there are usually two distractors, the things that are designed to trick you. Um, So let's start. The question 21 says, the tutor thinks that Sandra's proposal... So there are three negatives here. And when you listen, you'll have to decide what the tutor thinks. So A, should be reordered in some parts. B, needs a contents page. C, ought to include more information. So ought to, synonym for should. So these are all things that the tutor thinks she should do. Reorder it, use a contents page or include more information. So you listen and decide what the answer is. Right, Sandra, you wanted to see me to get some feedback on your group's proposal. The one you're submitting for the Geography Society field trip competition. I've had a look through your proposal and I think it's a really good choice. In fact, I only have a few things to say about it. But even in an outline document like this, you really have to be careful to avoid typos and problems with layout in the proposal and even in the contents page. So read it through carefully before submitting it, okay? Sandra says, yes, I will. Then the tutor says, and I've made a few notes on the proposal about things which could have been better sequenced. And Sandra says, okay. So that is where the answer lies. Because you know that question is finished because Sandra said, okay. And that's all about the proposal, not the actual writing, which comes next. So the only thing he says about the proposal are things which could have been better sequenced. Sequence is the order. So there is something wrong with the order, the sequence So that gives us the answer A, it should be reordered in some parts. And the signal here, it could have been better sequenced. Could have been tells us it wasn't well (laughs) sequenced. Um, The trick, he does mention um, to look out to avoid typos and problems in the contents page but he doesn't tell her to add a contents page and he doesn't mention that she needs more information. So the answer for 21 is A. Now, 22 says the proposal would be easier to follow if Sandra... Now, you've got three choices. A, inserted subheadings. B, used more paragraphs or C, shortened her sentences. If you shorten sentences, it's because the sentences are too long. So 
that's something you need to consider when you're looking at the questions before you listen. You're looking for a problem. And this is what he says. As for the writing itself, I've annotated the proposal as and where I thought it could be improved. Generally speaking, I feel you've often used complex structures and long sentences and as a consequence, although your paragraphing and subheadings help, it's quite hard to follow your train of thought at times. So cut them down a bit, can you? The difficulty here is the last line. He says, cut them down a bit. What does them refer to? Well, them refers to what he said at the start of the sentence, which is the long sentences. So he wants her to cut down the long sentences, which gives us answer C, shorten her sentences. He does mention paragraphs, but he says your paragraphing and subheadings help. They are positive. So he does mention subheadings. and She does have subheadings. So those are tricks. But what he wants her to do is to cut down the long sentences because they make it hard to follow. And that's a good tip for your IELTS task too, by the way. Question 23 introduces the question for you. This is the signal. It says, what was the problem with the formatting on Sandra's proposal? Now, you might not know the word formatting, but don't let that panic you. Just listen for the signal. He says, yes, and don't forget simple formatting like numbering. So he's told you what it is really. Formatting is the way you put numbers and bullet points and lists and headings and things like that. Um, so there are three options. A. Separate points were not clearly identified. B. The headings were not always clear. And C, page numbering, was not used in an appropriate way. So A, the problem is that the points were not separate and clear enough. B, the headings were not clear. And C, the page numbering was a problem. She says, didn't I use page numbers? And he says, I didn't mean that. So you can cross off page numbering. He says, look, you've remembered to include headers and footers, which is good. But listing ideas clearly is important. Number them or use bullet points, which is even clearer. Then you'll focus the reader on your main points. So what do you think? A, separate points were not clearly identified or B, the headings were not always clear. Well, he mentions the headings and he says, um, 
Look, you've remembered to include headers and footers, which is good. So cross off B. That leaves us with A. Listing ideas is important. Number them. Use bullet points, which is even clearer. Then you can focus the reader on your main points. So 23, the answer is A. And of course, if you study or you're going to study these um this vocabulary will be very familiar to you. I'm always telling my students to look at formatting, like numbering, bullet points, headings, um, all of those kind of things, annotations, sequencing, all of this vocabulary, typos, which is a small typing mistake. This is all very familiar to you if you're doing academic uh, studies and it's a really useful vocabulary area to cover for the listening definitely especially part three in question 24 it starts to talk about the project itself i'm sorry i can't pronounce the word well it's nav it's spelt navajo but i think pronunciation is navajo i think sandra became interested in visiting the navajo national park through A. Articles she read B. Movies she saw as a child C. Photographs she found on the internet So, why did she become interested through articles, movies or photos? She says I've always wanted to go there My father was a great fan of cowboy films and the Wild West. So I was subjected to seeing all the epics, many of, the, of which were shot there. As a consequence, it feels very familiar to me. And it's awesome, both geographically and visually. So it's somewhere I've always wanted to visit. The subsequent research I did and the online photographs made me even keener. Now, I've done this a lot in class. My students never get this one. It's really hidden, isn't it? Um, so she said her father was a fan of cowboy films. That's movies. So even the synonym gives you the answer because they haven't used the same word, but doesn't always help. And she says, I was subjected to seeing all the epics and as a consequence, it's somewhere I've always wanted to visit. So she had to watch all of these films, the epics, which were shot there. And as a consequence, as a result of watching the films, um, that's why she became interested in it. So the answer is movies she saw as a child. Now, the tricks in the second sentence she says the subsequent research, so that came afterwards, the subsequent research I did and the online photographs, there's the trick, the photographs is the same word, photographs she found on the internet, online, well that came later but her interest came from watching the films as a child. Now you've got a signal telling you that you're moving on to the second half and there is a pause and they say, well, the tutor says, interesting, right, let's look at the content of your proposal now. Um, 
We're looking for three topics that Sandra agrees to include in the proposal and they give you seven options. So you can imagine you'll hear some of these, but he will say, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Or she'll say, no, I don't think so. So the seven topics are here. A, climate change. B, field trip activities. C, geographical features. D, the impact of tourism. E, myths and legends. F, plant and animal life, G, social history. So if you're listening to this and you've got a pen and paper, it might be a good idea just to rewind and make a note of those if you can't find it on the internet. And then I'm going to read the whole thing and you tell me which three things she agrees to include. The tutor suggests You've listed several different topics on your contents page, but I'm not sure they're all relevant. Sandra says, no? Well, I thought that from the perspective of a field trip, one thing I needed to focus on was the sandstone plateau and cliffs themselves. The way they tower up from the flat landscape is just amazing. The fact that the surrounding softer rocks were eroded by wind and rain, leaving these huge outcrops high above the plain. It's hardly surprising that tourists flock to see the area. The tutor agrees. He says, I'd agree with those, including those points. Then Sandra says, And then the fact that it's been home to Native American Navajos and all the social history that goes with that. The hardships they endured trying to save their territory from the invading settlers. Their culture is so rich, all those wonderful stories. Tutor, well, I agree, it's interesting, but... It's not immediately relevant to your proposal, Sandra. So, at this stage, I suggest you focus on other considerations. I think an indication of what the students on the trip could actually do when they get there should be far more central. So that certainly needs to be included and to be expanded upon. And I'd like to see something about the local wildlife and vegetation too. Not that I imagine there's much to see. Presumably the tourist invasion hasn't helped. Sandra says, okay, I'll do some work on those two areas as well. Right, and that does signal the end of that passage where you have had those three answers because she says, I'll do some work on those two areas as well as the first thing she mentioned. The first thing she mentioned was the plateau, the cliffs, the sandstone, the flat landscape, the rocks, the erosion, the 
plain. All of this is the geographical features. I've talked about how important geography is in IELTS before. In fact, there's a whole listening about the importance of geography. It's on my website, definitely. Um, so here, yes, the answer is C, geographical features. Then she mentions that she wants to talk about the social history and the hardships and invading settlers. But the tutor disagrees. He says it's not relevant. So he suggests the two other things. The first thing is what the students can do when they get there. So that is the field trip activities. That's B. And the second thing is I'd like to see something about the wildlife and vegetation. So that is F, plant and animal life. It's very common in IELTS. You've got flora and fauna. Plant and animal life is a, is a common theme. So the things that are not mentioned or dismissed. A, climate change. I don't think that's mentioned. Maybe it comes a little later. Uh, the impact of tourism. Um, he says presumably the tourist invasion hasn't helped, but it's not something she agrees to include. Myths and legends. She mentions their culture is rich and the stories, but they agree not to include them. And finally, social history. As we said before, he does not think that this is relevant. Um, okay, so then he moves on. He says, so I understand. Now, before we look at everything in more detail, I've got a few factual questions for you. And this is where he introduces the last three questions, which are all gap fill and you are only allowed one word. So 28 says the tribal park covers space hectares. So hectares is a, um, <laughs> a measurement of area, hectares. So how many hectares does the tribal park cover? And we're listening for a number, presumably a large number. And he, here's the signal. He says, what area does the tribal park cover? Do you know? 12,000 hectares and the plain is about 600 metres above sea level. So you've got two numbers. He wanted to know what area the park covers, and that is 12,000 hectares. Um, so that's the answer. And you just write the number. You don't write 12,000 because that would be two words. So just write the number. Oh, and by the way, I simplified the metres above sea level because I thought it was not necessary or important. What he actually says is 5,850 metres above sea level. And in my experience, IELTS will not ask you to write down large, complicated numbers like that. Um, the highest I've seen is probably about 250. They don't tend to ask you for 5,850. They tend to ask for quite round numbers like this one. 12,000 is the answer. Now, 29, my students never get this one. They hate this one. It says, Sandra suggests they share the something for transport. 
So you're looking for some kind of transport that they can share. And she talks about tours. Sorry, the heating is in the background annoying, annoyingly. Right, so she sp- talks about tours. And she says the most popular are four-wheel drive jeeps but I wouldn't recommend hiring those. So already she's dismissed the Jeeps. She says, I think the best way to appreciate the area would be to hire horses instead and trek around on those. Biking is not allowed and it's impossible to drive around the area in private vehicles, the tracks are too rough. So what she suggests the best way would be to hire horses. That's it. Horses, yes. Plural notice. Final question, 30. She says they could also explore the local something. The tutor introduces this. He says, Okay, lastly, what else is worth visiting there? And she says there are several caves, but I haven't looked into any details. I'll find out about them. So you could miss that easily. And it's quite a tricky word, caves, C-A-V-E, and it's plural, S. Okay, so that is it. That is another section three done. I hope that's been useful for you. If it has, do let me know. Make sure you subscribe and do me a favor. Go and like some of my YouTube videos, will you? There's some more on the way. I'm trying to do one every day, but I've realized that um, if I go live, the quality isn't great. It's much better if I make proper videos and edit them so they're more interesting. But of course, that takes a lot more time. So I think quality is better than quantity in most cases. Thank you very much for listening today. And I'll speak to you soon next week, hopefully. Bye for now. Bye bye.